Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SLP Happy Hour podcast. For today, I'm going to be talking about something a little different. You know the question where people ask you, what would you do if you weren't an SLP? For me, I think I would probably be a podcast editor, do some social media management or writing, like website copy, email newsletters. But lately, I've said this, I would do book talk. This is where people talk about what they're reading, usually on TikTok or YouTube. And they usually have a genre that they enjoy and focus on. So I love to read. Reading has been a big part of my self-care plan, and it's one of the things I do every single day to take care of myself. As an SLP, I like to remind myself that maybe 50% or less of me and my identity is my work, and I really work hard to cultivate things outside of that 50% to fill the other 50%. So for me, I want to focus on family, friendships, long walks, reading, and more. I haven't always been good about cultivating my out-of-work self, but I've found that it's essential for my own contentment. Today's topic is books that are perfect for fall. Books that are a little spooky but not scary, that have gorgeous settings and scenery, that have characters you'll mostly fall in love with. Some of the books on this list are spooky, some are more cozy, and they all have really strong fall vibes. A bit about my own reading and reading preferences. I'm a member of my local library, but I exclusively use the online options, honestly, because I dislike running errands, like actually going to the library. And I'm lucky that my library offers two ways for me to get books online, Hoopla and Libby. Hoopla has a lot of the regular mystery and cozy mystery and lots of audiobook options. So I'm currently listening to an Agatha Christie book on Hoopla. It's The Murder of Daniel Aykroyd, and it is so good. And Libby has more of the current books, but there's usually a wait. So I do like audiobooks. I also like to read on my Kindle because I'm a fairly prolific reader. And having that many physical books around my house, I typically read about two books a week. It starts to stress me out and feel like clutter, and then I have to decide which ones to get rid of. So I know people who need to be holding a physical book, and I love that feeling, but that's a smaller percentage of what I read. So in general, I like books that fall within the cozy genre and are pretty PG-rated. I like some thrillers, but I don't like others. I love a cozy mystery and a cozy fantasy, but I don't like books with a lot of violence. Or I do like books that have violence, but I prefer to read ones that don't because I don't like the violent parts more specifically. I also don't like things that are really scary, but especially this time of year, I do love a spooky read. So let's get into some books that give me the fall cozy or the fall spooky vibes. And I really hope that you can find your next read and enjoy some of these books as much as I do. I'll chat a little bit about what to expect from each book. And if you still aren't sure if you'd like to read it, I recommend checking out reviews online, like on Goodreads, for more information. If you enjoy this episode, please take a moment to read and review us wherever you're listening. And also, if you end up buying any of the books on Amazon, please consider using my affiliate links, which allow me to earn a small commission on purchases. And that really helps me with ongoing expenses for this podcast. So thank you. Let's get to the books. The first one is Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno Garcia. This book is set in the 1950s in a very atmospheric and creepy castle. If you already enjoy historical fiction, you'll love the description of the castle itself, including the interior. 
This Gothic-style book is so atmospheric. It features a really wonderful mystery. It has a strong female lead, and it's creepy without being outright scary. Once you start this book, you will be compelled to finish and figure out what that mystery, the mystery house, holds. And I especially appreciated the mystery itself, the incorporation of Mexican folklore, and it really is full of twists and turns. Of the books I'm reviewing today, this one is the scariest, but also as someone who doesn't like really scary things, I found it more compelling and interesting, not something that would give me nightmares. Book two, Anatomy, A Love Story by Dana Schwartz. This book is part historical fiction. It's set in Scotland in the early 1800s, part thriller and part historical romance, and it qualifies as young adult fiction. One of the main characters, Jack, is a resurrection man, meaning he digs up dead bodies to sell. Most of these bodies are sold to medical schools, since it appears from the book that there's not a reliable and legal way to do this, at least at the time the book was written. Of course, there's a better way to do this now. Hazel is doing everything she can to get the medical knowledge to be a physician, and so she is the main female lead, and she finds that she lives in a world that won't even allow her to enter medical school, at least as a woman, so after extensive studying, Hazel begins enlisting the help of Jack so that she can understand human anatomy and further her knowledge by dissecting the bodies. Jack and Hazel seek to solve a mystery of why so many resurrection men are disappearing in the night, and they encounter a deep and detailed mystery that I won't spoil here. The details of the historical period, the strong female lead, and the main protagonist in this book are wonderful. Warning, this book is a little scary, and there are some very detailed descriptions of bodies and body parts of dead bodies in this book. And this is part one of a two-part series. I haven't yet read the second book, but plan to. And the second book is called Immortality, A Love Story. Book three, the Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by Sangyu Mindana. This book is what I've, I'd call a cozy fantasy or a fantasy romance. It's set in a small witches-only community in the UK. It is uplifting, warm, cozy, heartwarming. It's not scary or spooky like the previous two picks. In this book, the main character, Mika, is a witch, but she's hiding her skills, and one day she gets a mysterious message asking her to travel to Nowhere House to teach three young witches how to control their magic. Mika works to support these newbie witches and get along with the prickly librarian of Nowhere House, Jamie. I am currently reading this book. I haven't finished yet, but it's a clear recommendation nonetheless, and I laughed out loud within the first chapter. Book four, Lost Coast Literary by Ellie Alexander. This book is general fiction with some suspense. Book editor Emily inherits a Victorian mansion on the northern California coast. As a part of inheriting the estate, she has to edit old manuscripts. Over time, Emily realizes that something strange and parallel is happening between the manuscripts she's editing and the town residents. This setting from the Victorian mansion to the charming and fictional town of Cascada, California drew me in, and the mystery here made this book a page-turner, one you might want to try to finish in a weekend if you're like me. And you can hear an interview that Sari and I did with the author, Ellie Alexander, who's a former SLP, on episode 46 of this podcast. She also writes a lot of cozy mysteries, which I adore. 
And I couldn't wrap up this episode without mentioning A Cozy Mystery. It's a genre that I really like. The book, my fifth recommendation, is Murder in an Irish Village by Charlene O'Connor. The main character of this cozy mystery book is Siobhan. She runs a bistro in a tiny town, a village in Ireland. She is also a guardian for her five younger siblings. I actually think, wait, is she the oldest or the second oldest? Can't remember. As her parents died in a car crash about a year before this book was set. When they find a dead body in their bistro, evidence leads to her brother James as the main subject, so the family gathers together to solve the mystery. The cast of characters is both lovable and flawed, especially Siobhan's siblings. This book has a bit of a slow start because it's the first in a series with lots of books. So I do want to mention that because, in my opinion, it's totally worth getting through to set the stage for the other books. And if you're like me and you love the first book, there are lots more where that came from. A word on cozy mystery. This cozy mystery series isn't fall themed per se, but the murder storyline makes it ideal to include in this list. In the genre of cozy mysteries, things are kept PG. There typically is a dead body with no real detail. There's a lovable cast of characters, typically in a small town. There's often a romance, but no spicy scenes and no swearing. So again, this series, Murder in an Irish Village, is one I absolutely love, and I find myself thinking about the characters and setting even when I'm not reading the book, so it's very atmospheric. So since this is part of a series with 11 books and counting, if you fall in love with the characters too, you'll have more to read. Book 6, Ravenfall by Callan Josephson. This is categorized as a middle grade book, but it's a chapter book. Two children investigate a double murder in a witchy house with magic of its own. So 13-year-old Anna is a psychic from a family of psychics, but her gifts are much different from those of her family. She consents by touching someone if that person has seen someone die. And so whenever she touches someone, if they've had that experience of watching someone else die, she will visually see the scene. Anna's family runs a magical bed and breakfast, and 14-year-old Colin visits the B&B searching for answers about his family. And together, the duo, with the help of Annabella's family, work to solve a mystery surrounding Colin's family. The world of magic and magical beings is really fun. There is some death in the book. As a warning, Colin's parents had been murdered before the book starts, but there are some flashbacks to the event, which is a really important part of the mystery that leads the book and guides the action of the book. Between the bed and breakfast and the magical forest surrounding it, paired with the storyline and all the magical creatures, this book was really full of references to Earl Grey tea, spooky witchy vibes, and some like Harry Potter-like vibes of kids facing off against a bad guy. Recommendation seven, The Wisteria Society of Lady Scoundrels by India Holton. This book takes place in the 1800s or a time like it. It's even though it's a fantasy, so it's not specific timeline. And it falls within the genre of maybe historical romance with bits of fantasy, or at least that's how I would categorize it. So in a prim and proper world, Cecilia is a thief in a society of lady thieves. When she and Ned, a man who's hired to assassinate her fallen love, they have to figure out how to fight the bad guys with wit, humor, and plenty of English tea. This book does have one spicy scene, if I remember correctly, so if that bothers you, you can pass on this book or just turn the pages. This book is a whimsical trip, but some people 
don't like it as a read because they feel like it's a bit light on the plot. And I don't disagree there. I still feel like reading this book was a bit like reading People magazine or maybe watching the Kardashians or how I imagine it would be. Effervescent, fun, entertaining. It was witty. It was a fun read. The dialogue was great and I enjoyed it. I also enjoyed the second book in this series called The League of Gentlewomen Witches. So I would recommend both. There were quite a few books I didn't get to today. That's all I'm going to talk about today. I do find that roundups with a ton of books, like I watch YouTube videos of people who've reviewed books and sometimes they're like 22 books. For me, that feels a bit overwhelming and makes it hard to choose my next read. So, but if you want even more recommendations, I will make a list online with many more choices that you can look through. Those will be linked in the show notes, which as always are available at slphappyhour.com. Also remember, if you want more from SLP Happy Hour, you can follow SLP Happy Hour on Instagram. And please be sure to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps a lot. I hope this episode has been a little slice of an SLP Happy Hour for you. I absolutely loved sharing something that I love, reading fiction, and I hope you liked it too. Until next time.